Hey, oh, great to talk to you. Today we're breaking down this limbo mode and why it's hard to get past that and how I truly believe that this is where life loops. We're just constantly opting out of taking the step past limbo. Uh, so yeah, we're breaking that down, but more than anything, I'm starting to compile research for what these phases are, if people have experienced them, and if there's any truth to them. So I'm going to start compiling that survey. That survey will be in the show notes, so please go ahead and take that after you listen to this. Whether you have or haven't experienced them, it is all aligned to this idea that at some point you commit to a dream, even if it's a lesser dream. And through that, right, I believe we go through these phases and um, true alignment looks like all of the phases and sort of opt out looks like maybe the top five phases and then on loop. But we're, we're breaking that down today. You know, I think I want to write this book from this place of like, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what to do because you know, and the universe and your instincts are guiding that, right? And giving you those tools and giving you the things that you need. And if I told you the tools, right, you might be committing to shit that's way too crazy for you. Listen, I'm in Enneagram 7. Good luck keeping up with the amount of balls that I prefer to keep in the air, okay? It's crazy level, right? The things that speak to me are probably not going to speak or help you at all, but maybe they will, or maybe they won't. And I don't want this to be a book of tools. I want it to be a book of truths, right? Self-discovery, no tools, just truths. Here's what I experienced. Here's what you may be experiencing so that you can help guide yourself out of those woods. So you can see that it's normal and that it's okay, and you can make better decisions because of this guidance. And that's where I want to write this book from. So I'm excited to start compiling research for this book, further understanding what other people have experienced in these same phases that I have. Let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, Every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, 
Um, you can go back and find all the past episodes. I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life. And we're just starting into season three, and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur, creative vibes that are going out into this world. And the more that I get to experience that, the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world. However, that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Hey, party people, how are you? You look awesome. Dang it, you look good. Okay, let's go ahead and ground ourselves in all of our grayness. My great thing has just been this ability to seek silence. One. Oh my gosh, if we're going to get the hiccups. <laughs> okay, so one, this ability to seek silence, but also this ability to commit to slowness, to stillness, to patience, and... You know, the funny thing is that you sort of have to wait that one out. It seems like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm just going to go get real silent and everything's going to be amazing. It's like silence and stillness and patience are like a slow journey to those places. And the only way to get there, to get to that place is to really commit to it and outlast the discomfort that exists in choosing that path because <clears throat> it's hard, right? <laughs> right? Think about the last time that you were forced to sit in silence and have you, right? Can you even do it? Can you stand it? And I don't know, three years ago, not a chance. Every single second of my existence was spent forcing words, music, learnings, books, podcasts, all the things, all the time. And it wasn't that, like, these are good things, right? We're supposed to want to grow. We're supposed to want to do all of these things. And this is why I talk about the phases so much, because, yeah. Cool. All of those things are going to contribute to this overall action, right? That you need to take this realization that you need to have this first step of the death of a dream process, this realization that life is happening without you really being in it. And did you even decide this? And so once you get there, eventually you have to turn off all of the noise. Eventually you have to sink into this deeper self moment where you're talking to yourself. You're not talking to everybody else, right? And from there comes this like deeper sense of stillness 
and patience. And I can't really describe it any other way than this. Like the fact that now I have gifted myself along with decisions that our family has made to make this happen, but this gift to snuggle a little longer, to get back in to bed and make sure that kiddos go back to sleep, to slowly, patiently walk children to school, to hold their hands, to take those extra minutes. And like every second of my existence prior was spent rushing every single second of all of those things because that slowness, that pace, it was scary. Right? Because along with slowing down enough to do those things comes this idea that you rushing the world <laughs> makes everything rush by you, putting everything at a pace that you're comfortable at operating at. Right? Making you the center of everything, making you the reason that the world spins. And that's like a bigger ego check moment, right? <laughs> uh, okay, it's getting awkward now, right? Because it's like, I can't disappear in the noise. The noise is dependent on me. I'm the one who has to keep bringing stuff up so I can avoid the slowness, the stillness, right? The silence. And as long as I keep my pace up, everybody finds me important. I am a necessary part of the team. And my great thing really is just allowing myself to step back and find worth in my own truth. Find worth in just my own being, period. Not worth in all the things that I contribute and all of the things that I do and how important all of that is and all of that and importance in all of the things that I own and all of the things that people know me to be. If we remove all of that and we start from square one, my great thing will be this deeper commitment to self and silence and stillness. And the result of that is really like getting to enjoy this time with my family, with the people that I enjoy most, with myself, right? With my soul. And I was avoiding my soul for long enough to say that being able to sit here and be so grateful for that stillness is like bananas and pajamas. And that doesn't even really give it the right word. Like it's batshit crazy, right? Because every single second of every single day was dependent on a stream of emails, on a stream of like ego strokes right? Where Hannah got, got confirmation that she's important, that the world certainly does not move without her. And she is the center and she should always remain the center and everyone should find her the most important person and she should be at all the tables. Okay. And if she's not, then 
Hannah, you need to drum up some drama. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get your Harry Potter wand out and let's make something happen. Life's not interesting. No one needs us. Right? And so many of us work in these flows and I, I, I see it. And I, I, I hear people doing that, right? And I, I only know because I can look from where I am right now. And that's not to say that I'm a million steps ahead of you, but I'm far enough ahead to say, oh shit, this ends badly. Right? Because so often you're running past blatant signals serving your ego and serving this need that you think that you have, but it's ego and it's misleading and it's hard not to listen to because we're basically built up to only listen to that. And so, you know, that's my great thing. It's like relieving myself of that ego serve, relieving myself of this idea that the world only operates with me and allowing myself to find time for the things that I value and finding ways collaboratively to make life happen at a pace at which doesn't exhaust, at a pace at which allows me to absorb more, to be more present, to make more still and steady decisions, to let things flow to me instead of force. And that, my friends, is the greatest thing of all time. And laying in bed, cuddling some storm-scared children, right? I could just lay there and be so grateful to even be able to take this moment, to even be able to, to lay there still with them because of this ability to sit in silence, this ability to not need to exist for anyone, right? To just need to exist for the pure sake of existing. And that is important enough. And everything else outside of that is just a bonus. But if we can't allow ourselves to find space there, man, I know what that feels like. And it is a rat race that no one wins. Okay, so that's my great thing. Wow, we sort of ended on a somber note there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time to recognize yourself for your own greatness. Listen, it is a slow moving path. We talked about sort of the cycles and we're going to break those down a little bit more today, but sort of the phases that you go through as you construct this life, as you find your way back to your truth. And it doesn't, like, I know, I know, right? It, when I sell this book, it's like, oh my gosh, someone has the answer. Someone's going to be able to fix me. And maybe my book won't sell because the reality of it is it's not tools, is truth. Here are the things that you may experience as you walk through this life. 
as you find your way back to yourself. And like, yes, you should seek out tools, but I can't tell you what those are going to be. I could tell you what worked for me in that moment. I could give you guidance, but at the end of every chapter, it's like you have to listen to what the universe is putting in play, God, whatever the higher power you believe in, you have to listen to those things. And your job is really to just seek enough silence with yourself that you have the ability to listen, right? And that doesn't have to happen with like, okay, Hannah said, quit your job and go be silent. No, it could happen in the morning before you go to work. It could happen at night before you go to bed. It could happen in these pockets that already exist. And as you listen, you get better at listening over time. So whatever, okay, do whatever you want, but more than anything, like give yourself the gift of silence and you're going to try to escape it because a lot of crazy shit comes up with that, but it is a gift if you allow it to be so. Okay. So (laughs) that's why we have to build up your confidence. That's why we start with your great thing, because, uh, if you're not able to sort of confidently step in that direction, the silence is going to overcome you and you're going to continue being a slave to your own ego. Ooh, that was harsh. Okay. Today I wanted to talk about anyone who's in limbo right now and really break that down because limbo, I believe, is where people stick and stay because you're, you've at this point allowed yourself to feel what this life could be like. And maybe you've even seen some success and maybe, maybe you've even allowed yourself to like dip your toe in the water, right? And see all the beauty that comes with like being in alignment. And then you get smacked right upside the head with real life. And I think limbo, there could be an entire book written on this phase, but to me, limbo is the hardest because it's such a drastic change in frequency over and over and over again. And it's hard to, to pass this level because it requires deeper commitment. It requires you to not go back after you take that next step. And so it's like this constant ebb and flow of like, nope, this is what feels good. I know this. It doesn't feel as good as what that felt like, but at least I feel comfortable here. I'm going to go back here for a little bit. I know how to operate here. The other thing feels extremely uncomfortable. I have to completely change my mindset. I have to completely change the way that I operate in my life. I have to completely recenter, refocus. And hey, as you're listening to this, you're going, holy shit. Yeah. I don't want to do that. And the problem is the story is on loop. Okay? So you can go back. You can commit to the lower frequency you. You can go back to doing the old things. You could trade jobs. You could trade positions. You can pretend that that's going to be the solution. But you are always going to come back 
to this realization place. You're going to go back through those steps and you're going to come back to limbo again. And you're going to allow yourself to experience what it feels like to be happy, to be in alignment, to be operating at a higher frequency. And you're going to feel that again. And you're going to go right back into this place where you have that decision to make. And you're going to keep being in limbo. And the problem with limbo is the closer that you get to making that decision, the harder the universe pushes you to make it. And if you're not paying attention, this could just look and feel like a lot of things come crashing down on you. Because they're trying, the the universe and God, they're like, oh my gosh, holy shit, I, I can't make this any more plain for you. Do you see that this door keeps closing? It is slamming in your face at this point. No, you're not going to pay attention? Okay, boom. I'm going to throw heart palpitations at you. Try almost dying. No, still not listening? Boom. I'm going to throw, I don't know, a, uh, let's see, what would be a great example? I'm going to throw the position that you have going away. You being laid off. No, you're still not listening. You're still not going to choose this path. You're still going to avoid it. Okay. All right. And then you go, okay, but I, I know, right? I know what alignment looks like. I felt it at this point. I know that that's what I'm supposed to be doing. But I also understand that that is the hardest decision that I could ever make. That that is going to take max level commitment and growth and all of these things. I'm going to have to start reading and I'm going to have to start rebirthing myself and I'm going to have to completely change my life in order to be that person, in order to commit to this higher level of alignment. And I don't want to do that. That sounds hard. And what sounds even harder than that is there's no guarantee of that being successful either. And so it's just easier, right, to revert back, to go back to the top of this realization. But I am telling you, the video is on loop. You're going to come back to this realization. And that may be the fight of your life. That may be something you never break through. This is where people stop and get stuck because the comfort zone is serving old ego. The comfort zone is just relooping and being unhappy and miserable and not understanding why and experiencing all of this discomfort and not understanding why bad things keep happening to you. They aren't happening to you. They're happening for you. They're trying to take you down this new path. They're trying to take you to this more aligned place and you are blatantly disregarding it and acting as if the world isn't acting for you. It's acting against you. And it's always acting for you. It's always acting in your best interest and it's always giving you what you're asking for. So if you continue to commit to the misery, if you continue to commit to the fact that the world is working against you, that it isn't great, that you don't have money, that you don't have all of these things, that nothing is in alignment with you, then that is what you will continue to receive. And it's hard, right? It's hard to completely change and look at it that way because, you know, that would be a drastic 
change. That would take some major self-growth to be in a mental state like that. That would take some major stillness and stoicism to take every single freaking thing that you're given in life and go, hmm, you know what? Grand scheme. (laughs) Grand scheme, how does this play out right for me? And this isn't like toxic positivity of like, everything works for you and it's wonderful. Yay! Seven people on my mom's side of the family just died, but there's got to be a reason, right? We're not like pom-poms at a funeral happy, but we're going in reality. That's what we're up against, right? Everyone dies. Everyone dies. And the world keeps spinning. So why? Are we fighting and clinging so hard to physical things and to misery? Like it all comes to an end. And so many people are fighting to stay miserable. And I was one of them. I'm like, well, this doesn't feel right, but shit. (laughs) Sitting in silence feels a lot more uncomfortable than just being sad, than just committing to this idea that the world really is against me, that everyone's against me, that I can fight and make it better. And the crazier thing is so many people are fighting for things that they don't even like. Why are you fighting so hard? What are you doing? My gosh, I... I know that I can make a change. I I know that I can do this. And you're going, if if it only looked like this, and if you really sat and thought about it, if you really sat back in a chair and thought about it, even what you're trying to get back to, you hated at one time. So what are you doing? Limbo is the hardest part to get out. Limbo, I think, is where people just choose misery because It's at least comfortable and consistent. It's at least a normal way of being, right? A normal way of existing in the world. And choosing the other, choosing happiness and alignment and stillness and and, uh, the stoic approach to your being, that's not normal, people. That's why you leave limbo. And you just act like this, that it was just the thing, that it was just the location, or it was just the job, or it was just the culture, it was just this. Like, you know, you know it's not those things, right? Oh, it's just, if I had that car, if I had that house, if we had one more kid, if we, if I just went back to school and got that degree, if I just did this, 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 this. And if we aren't listening to what that realization is and really committing there, my fear is we loop like this forever. And if you let yourself feel that, feel what you know in your gut, in your intuition, if you let yourself fully feel that, then I believe 
it gets harder to stay in that loop. I believe you can convince yourself that even though it work and even though you're going to have to completely change your life, it's still better than continuing to commit to this misery pattern that you've been on, right? It doesn't mean you're not going to be uncomfortable. I would say the exact opposite. You're going to be extremely uncomfortable. And I think, honestly, that's why people choose to stay in limbo or choose to get out of limbo and start all over again and act as if whatever it is they've chosen is going to be the thing because it's just easier. But you're always coming back to that place. And I know that probably isn't what you want to hear. And I feel for you. Trust. I am someone who would have likely committed to that loop forever. And especially right? Especially as an Enneagram 7, who has like this deeper fear of commitment and always is wanting to escape and like thrives on adventure and new experiences. And so, and gosh, even more annoyingly, has this ability to learn things really quickly and like capitalize and apply and do those things. And so it's like, oh, well, we could just keep choosing new career paths and continue seeking a new path over and over and over again. And we will probably always be successful and we will probably always find our way. Right? But the problem is it's not the things, right? It's not the job. It's not the place. It's not any of that. The problem is you're trying to escape what you're being told and you're telling yourself that this band-aid is going to solve it. And you know what it is, but you know deep inside that commitment to that means commitment to an entirely different life. It's hard to break out a limbo. And limbo comes with like direct blows. Trying to get you to this place of silence. Trying to get you to this place where you will finally listen and take the step. And make the big move because that's what the universe requires. Like Okay, I want to move you out of limbo, but it's not just getting a different job. It's not just recommitting to the same misery story and finding your way back to these same steps. Like, nope, that wasn't right either. Oh, okay, back to the top. Oh, no, we're in this funny place again. I know I can hear in my gut that I want to go be a country music singer, but uh, that's not realistic. And if I did that, I'd probably have to move to Nashville. And if I did that, I'd probably have to find a new circle of friends because I don't even know any country music singers. And if I did that, right, I'd have to practice that trade. I'd have to go be uncomfortable and get on stage. I'd have to go force myself 
into doing new things. I'd have to find a whole new mindset to pursue that career because it's going to take a lot of mental strength and energy. It's going to take a lot of drive. And you know what? Complaining is a lot easier and it damn sure is a lot more comfortable for me. And everybody else is doing it. So why would I try so hard? Why would I commit to that? Why? Emily's downstairs. Emily's downstairs. Oh, excuse me. You know, these children waking up from storms. <laughs> okay. Why then are we committing? Why would we take that next step? Because although it's harder, right? And I can personally attest to that. And I can tell you what I believe are the steps to that place. It feels better. You don't feel manic and crazy and dependent on the world, depending on you. And it's painful. And we go through all of those steps. And today... I want to start investigating people who have gone through these steps and maybe made it or maybe haven't yet, but is this a thing? And so, yes, yesterday I created the quiz. I'm going to go ahead and share that on all of our socials. I'll put it in the show notes today. But if you feel like you are on the right path, I want you to say like, yes, yes to any phase that you have experienced, even if it's not in the same cadence that I'm describing. But like, can you verify for me that these are things that you have experienced, that you've been in limbo, that you've experienced this like realization, this deeper understanding, that you have had this deeper self-acceptance and discovery moment in your life in this strange world where we go back and try at our dreams. That's what I want to find out. That's what I want to investigate. That's where I want to take these books. And I, I love that we've gotten to this place where like the universe feeds it up. And I know probably, I don't know, maybe six months ago, I was saying like, yeah, okay, I need to, to study this, but I don't know what those questions would be. And here they are right? Here are those questions. Here is the steps. Here are the phases that I, I know to be true based on my experience, but now I want to know if they're true based on yours. So please go ahead and share that quiz with anyone that you know that's gone on this path that is wanting to go back to their dreams. Please just share away so we can start compiling some research and better understand the phases and this death of a dream experience. For those of you going through limbo, hang on. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. Sorry, I didn't get that in. I, I got some of it in. <laughs> As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. And if you are in limbo, hang on. Okay, I know that it's getting bumpy. It's just the universe saying, come on. I want you to make that next move. I want you to make this deeper commitment. I know that you're capable. And at this point, I want to force your hand so you take that step for yourself. Hold on tight.
thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, me, it's just me, out on <laughs> all of our socials. I post every day, uh, post with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream, also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness, um, but you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day.